This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. On your home for the best Ravens coverage, it's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. Good evening, 1057-The Fan. Here on this daughter request Thursday. Pick the songs we're playing. 410-583-1057. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serato, Ravens taking on the Lions this coming Sunday. MT Bank Stadium. Ravens first home game since September the 24th when they lost in overtime to the Colts, but they're back home coming off a win. But questions about the Ravens offense and in particular. How it starts well, then continues to go downward as the game progresses. Here's Lamar Jackson talking about that unkind trend. Teams do a great job of adjusting, changing up their defenses on our second half, and then I'll say it takes us a little bit of time to catch up to them. So I, I believe we should just you know work faster, try to catch on to them, make make adjustments at halftime, and I feel like we'll be good. We'll be you know driving the ball how we was first half. Yeah, I mean. Those aren't kind words to the offensive coaching staff, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, it says that the defense is making adjustments at the half and we're not making adjustments at the half, which I find hard to believe. But if that's what he says, you know, that's that's what it is. Um, but are you, are you noticing things during film that, you know, when the Ravens march down the field and all of a sudden getting first downs becomes somewhat of an issue and the red zone troubles, what, two for nine last two games there? Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's been, Bob, I mean, drastic in the third. I mean, minus one yard yeah. in the third quarter. But all of a sudden, you know, you say, okay, well, you know, if, if you don't throw the interception and you complete that pass to Odell, then, you know, then is it that bad? You know, so is the execution a lot worse? I, I don't know. Maybe they need to warm up better before they come out there. Who knows? But, yeah, whatever they're doing, they need to fix it. Now, the Ravens going into this game, and we'll do a comprehensive stat breakdown tomorrow. 11th in total offense, 5th running the football, 24th in throwing. So, Lamar was asked yesterday as he met with the media. Lamar, what are your thoughts through six weeks about the O? We've been inconsistent, up and downs. We've been showing glimpses of what we could be, and we've been showing where it's like, what we've been doing, you know, like what offense went. Um, we just got to be more consistent when we're doing good and, you know, driving the ball down the field. And scoring points. I totally agree about the consistency part. I mean, because they're extremely inconsistent. Good for two quarters and bad, you know, for two. They're going to have to play four quarters, I think, in this game. And the, the the key part is, is you know, like in the first half of the game, guys are making plays. 
and including the quarterback. In the second half, a lot of times they're not making plays. You know, they're fumbling and intercepting and doing all those things. So they just, like you said, they just got to be much more consistent. And then, and then, you know, when things aren't going great, one of your stars and whoever that may be, go make a play. Go make a play. You know, they may, they, it took Geno Stone to go make a play to get them going. Cause otherwise, to me, they were heading in the, uh, Bad direction the way they were Ooh, headed. Could you imagine if they'd have lost that game right after they had put in up on that? Were the stats up about how the Ravens had led the league in the last couple of years and blowing leads late? But anyway, going into the Steelers game, offensively the Ravens were number one in the NFL in red zone success rate. Two weeks later, they're ninth, tied for ninth in the NFL, two for nine in the last couple of games, one for six against Tennessee. So, Lamar, what the hell's going on over here? I say we have a little miscommunication here and there that I believe we're going to fix. And hopefully this week we start um, showing we can put points on the board in the red zone. <coughs> so, miscommunication, Bob, that to me is, I'm guessing that's quarterback wide receivers. I'm guessing. You know? Because they're not making plays. Well, the one that we talked about uh, Monday. Ricard kicked Lamar, the guy out right. and Lamar ran outside. Was that a miscommun- uh, misread? Is that a communication problem? Maybe just a bad play call? I mean, it could, could be a, any number of factors. And then there. another one when Lamar kept it, ran up inside, and if he throws it out to Zay Flowers, he may walk in. You know, so I, I don't, yeah, because we don't know the play calls. And then when they were doing great, I, I keep going back to it, guys made plays. They're not making plays right now, whether it be, you know, Lamar making a great throw and Andrews making a great catch or whatever. And and you got to win. You got to win battles down there. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. It is news from the Nast here on this Total Request. Thursday, Ravens three-point favorites against the Lions. Two first-place teams getting on Sunday at 1 o'clock. M&T Bank Stadium. Lamar, new offense, Todd Munkin. I mean, we've, we're down with that. He's been the offensive coordinator for uh, quite some time now. But, Lamar, are you getting more comfortable with these pre-snap changes? I'm very comfortable uh, because early on, you know, I end up coming at the end of OTAs and stuff like that. So the team was ahead of me a little bit, so I had to watch extra film, um, talk to Mark sometimes, you know, after practice and go over things. But I feel like I'm pretty good right now. He made a couple nice ones in that game. I mean, the slant route to Odell, to me, really stood out because it was a free guy coming, and he changed the play and hit him with the slant route, and they got 32 yards. So I, I think it is coming because I think, you know, if you could just take away that interception, I think the last two weeks Lamar's played very well. And I think the throw to Aguilar was an improvised and adapt uh, yeah. change at the line of scrimmage as well. Rashad Bateman, however, things have not gone well for Bate as he is called affectionately there at one winning drive. First-round draft pick out of Minnesota. Injuries have, you know, kept him from reaching maybe his full potential, but he has 10 catches on the year. 10. Yeah. Zay Flowers, for instance, and he's played one more game, has 35. So what's going on, Lamar, right now, the chemistry between you and Rashad Bateman? Well, uh, I believe we're good. Um, you know, we, we always have chemistry and practice and stuff like that. We just have to transition over to the game and, Show, you know, show what we're doing in practice and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a lot of guys out there who are getting open and stuff like that. So, just trying to spread the ball around. But we're going to be good as the season goes on. Yeah, and I, I, I just body language-wise, Bob, he looks frustrated, Bateman, out there. And, and it might be. 
that well, Lamar's kind of said it. There's a lot of guys that are open out there, you know, and I'm trying to spread the ball around. And Bateman is seems like uh, he's not one, two, maybe third or fourth priority. Well, let's put this in perspective, and I'm not trying to say Lamar's playing favorites or others aren't doing their job, but Zay Flowers has 35 catches. Aguilar, Bateman, and Beckham combined have 35 catches. Andrews, by the way, has 24. So there's yeah. it's kind of top-heavy, it seems, in the receptions right now. Now, Bob, I mean, I only played quarterback basically in high school, but I had, you know, like one receiver that I – through to you know because if a guy's catching for you and making plays for you you're comfortable and you're like i'm getting the ball to that guy you know i mean sure. i'm not gonna throw it uh you know if i've got a chance if i've got a choice between going to flowers or bateman i'm going to flowers why because he's made plays for me and bateman hasn't if this trend continues though and it's something we talked about long before the season even started when does uh, the disgruntled player start to rise up publicly, whether it's to the media or in social media, which is a cesspool at times? I would think what he would do, Bob, is his agent would call Eric and say, can you trade him? Quietly. Because it makes no sense to get that out there publicly. I mean, because, you know, the fan base, you know, is not in love with him right now because nope. he hasn't done anything. So, you know, if it... Then, then he becomes the disgruntled guy, you know. So, and if if I'm Eric and I'm telling, listen, if you go public with this, all it's going to do is just it's going to diminish what we could even get. And, and if we can't get anything, we're not trading them. And it's also trending towards a guy that's not going to get his fifth-year option picked up, too. Not right now. No, no. It, it's trending that way. And, and, Bob, I mean, he just – I mean, when you watch him, and I can't wait to watch him on Sunday – I mean, Norm, you can add. Yeah, Does he look like Norm. he's having fun? No. Right. No, he's too. He's domed up, as Ryan Ripken would say. Yes, it's in his head. <laughs> domed I up. think the uh, the touchdown drop against the Steelers was. Uh, the frustration he, coming out, man. I don't know if I saw a bunch of energy before that, but whatever he had left, certainly not there. Well, he did remember he slammed the turf and then, and then tossed his helmet. Him, yeah. But last week, yeah, it was kind of. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, no juice. 8881057 the fan hear more from Lamar. We're gonna hear from Dan Campbell, coach of the Lions, and Harbaugh and Geno Stone, and and one of the pleasant surprises of the defense, Jadavian Clowney, coming up around 1245. But when we come back, let's count some cash, hopefully, with buy or sell. Then Melissa Kim, our colleague on the fan, she's gonna preview the Lions game. Lions coming into town five and one, three and zero oh on the road. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057 The Fan Total Request Thursday. Ravens taking on the Lions. The Championship Series baseball still very much going on. <laughs> NHL started. Caps don't look all that great right now. Maryland's off this week. College football. NBA starts next week. Plenty, plenty to talk about in the sporting world, but right now it's count money. Buy yourself. Well, Bob, we're in the green other than one one red. The Dow's up 67. The S&P's up 8. NASDAQ is up 25. DraftKings is down 18 cents. Under Armour's up 12 cents to 6.92. What's Hyundai's stock? I hope it tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start here in the NBA, where the Thunder (laughs) appear to be on track to take a big step this season. They won 40 games last year, made the play-in tourney. Shea Gilgis-Alexander leads their young core. They got about four guys there with really high upside, but what makes them even more intriguing is their huge stockpile of draft capital that they've amassed over the last couple years. Sam Presti, a lot at his disposal, but Bob, buy or sell, Presti should be in buy mode this year looking for a trade deadline splash to put them over the top. Oklahoma City? Yeah. We haven't played a game yet, right? When's the trade deadline in April? Well, I'm just saying. You know. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but boy, are we going there already? Do you, do you want to be like Sacramento last year, where you're just happy to be there, or do you? Well, want to I, go? I think they were looking towards more than happy to be there. They just choked against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. I, yeah, I'll buy that because Chet Holmgren's going to be a beast. Josh Giddy is outstanding. They've got really, they got two Jason Williams, and they're both good. Plus, you have Aaron Wiggins. He's a terp. So, I like their makeup. I probably just jinxed them to finish ninth in the West. But, yes, if you're in it to win it and you got capital, like you said, do what you got to do. Go over to the NFL here. Jalen Ramsey returned to the practice field yesterday after undergoing surgery to repair a torn meniscus. This was back over the summer. The initial diagnosis or the timetable given to him so that maybe at best he could return by December but his window has obviously been open they've got him back on the practice field and Mike McDaniel says they're eyeing a return before week 10 and that week 10 would be the cutoff the end of his window you got to make a decision on him at that point but Vinny are you buying or selling that Ramsey will be able to play like his usual self when he returns to the field I'll buy it I'll buy that. They said he looks, uh, the reports I heard yesterday was he looked really good in practice. So, yes, I'll, I'll definitely buy it, and that'll be a boost, you know, to that team. Well, new sports are being added to the 2028 Olympics. Flag football grabbed a lot of the headlines, but baseball also getting approved to return to the Olympics. It was absent in 2012, 2016, 
they did a little something in 2021 after COVID, but it wasn't a, a huge production at that time. Uh, Major League players are excited to hear this, Bryce Harper included, thrilled to have the sport included on a global stage. Uh, but instead, in the past, Major League players have not been able to participate. Minor leaguers, not on 40-man rosters, other amateurs have rounded out uh, the rosters for the Olympics. The biggest obstacle, obviously, being scheduling. MLB schedule takes up six months of the year as is. Do you take a break for the Olympics? No. Well, I guess we got your answer. Buy or sell. MLB should allow its players no, to participate. sell, 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 thousand percent sell. These guys are all in on the World Baseball Classic, too, which had all sorts of excitement surrounding it in the offseason. So I am against suspending the season for the Olympics. No, I'm against it. But if 1982 was here, you know who they want for the flag football quarterback position. Bob Haney. The kid. The Haney Howitzer. What kind of compensation do you want for that? I don't know. Uh, Anything. <laughs> Whatever. McDonald's. Yeah, no. Then I'd throw up all over the field because I'd be excited with, I'd be all about excitement, of course, not the food itself. Well, we've heard a lot of Ravens trade proposals from fans recently, and the deadline is quickly approaching. So the media, their speculation, they're getting in on it, playing matchmaker, if you will. Cody Benjamin had a recent write up that identified Brian Burns as a good target for Baltimore to go after, but. The listed compensation here was a 2024 first rounder and a 2024 third rounder in return. We've seen DaCosta be aggressive in the past, especially on defense, but Burns is also a pending free agent. He'll need an extension if you want to keep him. Vinny, are you buying or selling that DaCosta would be willing to part with multiple high-value picks for a player like Burns? Sell it. Well, because it's multiple picks and cash. Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the problem. I don't uh, I don't see it. I mean, Roquan was a second, and then you had to sign him. Right. So well, they yeah, yeah they eventually signed him, but yes. You're thinking for a player of Roquan's caliber on paper that he's probably twenty. He's over twenty mil a year. Right. So Burns, I don't know if you didn't give up one for Roquan. I don't think Burns constitutes one. And we'll close with this. The Red Sox searching for their next president of baseball operations. Uh, they moved on from Heim Bloom earlier this year. However, multiple reports have come out saying that potential candidates are actually turning Boston ownership down for interviews. They're reaching out to people and they're saying, you know what? No, thanks. Not interested anymore. Good luck. Uh, why wouldn't someone want to be the leader of a premier organization like the Red Sox? They've had a lot of turnover in that role in recent years, despite World Series success in the past 20 years. But Bob Byersell ownership meddling, or at least reports of ownership meddling, has tarnished the reputation of that job. They all buy it. I mean, the Red Sox have been a championship organization three times in this century when they hadn't won a World Series in a century. They also got cheap there, too, relative their, to their normal spending. I mean, why in God's name do you trade Mookie Betts? But that's a thing for them to deal with. But I can understand why. And it looks like there's a short leash there, too, where you have to come in and, like, win right out of the gate or with at least in a couple of seasons. So I could see that being a deterrent. And they're not afraid of the AL East being as powerful as it is with the Orioles and Toronto and Tampa now rising up to the level of the other two teams. They're going to have to spend some cake, though, ultimately. And that might be the downfall when it's all said and done.
Oh, that's it? Yeah. Uh, it's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, Melissa Kim will be joining us, her colleague. Preview the Lions game. Detroit's coming in here 5-1 and one on the year. They're 3-0 and oh on the road, but yet underdogs to the Ravens. Last time the Ravens played at home, they lost to a backup quarterback. And the Colts in overtime. Why will things change? We're going to hear from Lamar Jackson, Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, and others around 1245. we got NFL lunch coming up top of the hour. We'll do our picks for tonight's game as Toronto, or Toronto, New Orleans takes on Jacksonville Thursday night football. Mike Harmon talks really Real and fantasy football with us coming up at 1.30. He's with Fox Sports Radio, and he's a super terrific guy. He's a national talk. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Show host. Sports 24 7 1057. The voice of the fan. Good evening, Haiti, 1057, the fan. Total request Thursday. You pick the songs, 410-583-1057. We play them. Send a request, plot sport text line. Get your votes in featured artist Friday. That reveal coming up. An hour and 15 minutes or so. Got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Ravens back at practice today. Getting ready for the Lions. Two first place teams getting it on. MT Bank Stadium, 1 o'clock kickoff. Ravens are favored. In this game, here to preview that, talk about the win last week against Tennessee. She's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Our colleague here on 105.7 The Fan, let's welcome in Melissa Kim. Melissa, good afternoon. What's happening? Good afternoon, guys. Not too much. Another lovely day, fall day, fall feels in full effect. Well, let's look back, Melissa, at uh, the win against Tennessee and, you know, Mm -hmm. one for six with uh, uh, the red zone opportunities there, which has been a talking point. I'm sure we'll get into that in a second. But a win nonetheless. Justin Tucker kicks six field goals. And you like to blow out a team that you have a chance to blow out. But for them to get that win after the disappointing loss to Pittsburgh, yeah, they had to leave the country to get it done. How satisfying was it to at least some level where you're coming back home and now you're in first place again, at least for now. Oh, I think it's huge, you know, going to another country, especially dealing with all the elements that they had to deal with, the time chase gave their bodies adjusted, new culture, new food. Definitely huge. I actually talked to John Simpson one-on-one yesterday in the locker room. We talked about that point exactly, and he said he said those exact things. You know, he's like being able to endure all of those factors and coming out with a victory definitely, you know, definitely is a, is more satisfying, I think, than it would 
you know, a win is a win, obviously, but they definitely, you could definitely tell that it meant a lot to them to be able to do that, especially given the fact, even though that John and a lot of these guys weren't on the team back when they lost to Jacksonville in London, but you could tell that it certainly meant a lot to them, especially to get that win overseas. Hey, Melissa, what, uh, how do you think that the the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball against the number one rush defense in the league? (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a lot of power versus power this week. And John actually talked about it a little bit because he said the one thing that he thinks that the offense really should improve upon is the run game. And he said, especially from last week to this week, um, that's something that they're absolutely looking at, getting movement. And he said getting off of linebackers, especially for him specifically. He said that is going to be one of his biggest focuses this week is to, you know, be able to hold down the line, you know, in terms of the run game and allowing that run game to happen. Melissa, do you think they'll kind of utilize, you know, the quick pass game, you know, the the quick mm-hmm. um, hitches and the, the quick screens and all those things as kind of an outside run game? Yeah, I mean, I think that's worked well for them, generally has worked okay for them, you know, especially in this last week that we saw um, in London. So, yeah, I think that that could definitely be an option as well, especially because, you know, obviously we're talking about, uh, you know, Gus and Justice Hill and obviously Melvin Gordon still in the picture too, Keaton Mitchell as well. Um, you know, we've had some situations, especially last week, where the pass game definitely outdid the run game. So I think that they're going to just keep on going with what works. Now, could you see a scenario where the Ravens throw it 40 times and run it 20? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if that would be. I think obviously the goals always should be as balanced as you possibly can you know, in terms of being like a dual threat offense. We'll hear from Todd Munkin about that a little more today. We obviously know that Coach Munkin is always always very frank about where they stand. But, I mean, if it, if it works, it works. I think you just go with whatever works. And in this situation where both, you know, both lines on both sides of the ball for both teams are so stout, they might have to resort to that. I, I think, you know, I mean, just watching the film, I think they're going to get where Lamar has some time to throw the football. I think he's going to have time to throw the ball. Yeah, I think that we definitely saw that a little bit in London, too, against the Titans. You think about, you know, the time that he had to throw to Zay Flowers to OBJ, a couple of the guys that are, you know, those north to south deep threat ball guys. And so because, you know, those those situations happened, I do see them potentially doing that, you know, because um, they, you know, he caught, what, six passes and OBJ, two as well. So I think that we could definitely see that happening, especially, uh, you know, again, it goes back to the O-line. They know that they have to work, you know, keep the line steady for the run game, but it also goes for protection for the pass game as well. Now, when you look at Rashad Bateman right now, because we've been talking about it, you know, for the morning, is that body language. I don't like his body language. You know, I mean, like Odell catches a ball, the 30-some yarder. Look how excited He's got, he's totally engaged. He's fighting Simmons, you know, where Bateman just seems like he's not really involved. Well, I think that's just a little bit of his personality too. In the times I've talked to him as well, he's kind of a little bit more of a shyer guy. You know what I mean? Not, you know, maybe not going to be as outspoken about OB, as OBJ in those situations. He's a little bit more on the quiet reserve side, but you can certainly tell, I think in his body language in terms of when he gets frustrated, I think that that certainly comes out. I think we saw that in the Pittsburgh game when he dropped that ball in the end zone. Um, but no, I think that, you know, he is just, I think it's, every guy is different, right, in terms of their personalities and what they bring to this team. And I think that for Bateman, he's a little bit more quite reserved and like, you know, he obviously has high standards for himself and he's going to keep on fighting. I know even if he, 
you know, catches. Well, I think he made two catches in the game against um, the Titans. I think that he is going to keep on, you know, he's going to keep on battling. He's like, all right, I got a couple catches, and he's gonna, he's not going to be overly excited about that, I think. Now, um, when, they, when the Ravens play man coverage, who are you going to put on St. Brown? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you know, I think that a lot of guys have shown their stuff so far for the Ravens, right, in terms of um, the guys that have stepped up. You look at, obviously, you know, you look at Brandon Stevens, you look at uh, Geno Stone. So, you know, I think it's just going to depend on who is available, too, right? We're not sure what Marcus Williams' status is going to be. Um, probably not given the fact that um, they've brought in some other guys from the outside as well for the safety position. So I think it's just going to depend on who is going to be around. But, yeah, and, like, you know, Marlon Humphrey still getting kind of back to 100% as well, working his way back from injury. So I think it's just going to depend on who is going to be fully available and healthy. Melissa Kim joining us, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Ravens three-point favorites over the first-place Lions. Detroit 5-1, and one, but 3-0. and oh. On the road, and before we talk about the game and then the Lions, what makes them so interesting to deal with, what about Jadavian Clowney? He's had a monster season so far, and he met with the media yesterday. How much, and Jadavian Clowney is one of the more traveled number one overall picks. I believe he and Vanny Testaverde have played for more teams than any number one overall pick in the history of football. But how much does Jadavian Clowney enjoy being a Raven? At least for now. Oh, you could definitely, t- <clears throat> me, you could definitely tell. Yesterday, he's smiling all the time and stuff in the locker room too. Like joking around with some of the guys and um, during the games and stuff too. And you know, he said that yesterday, like why he's such a good fit in this in this organization right now on this team right now. And he said it's the guys in the locker room. You know, he said when he first got here, Roquan, one of the first guys that came up to him and said, "Hey, like the coaches." And he said that this locker room is really what has made this team so great and actually I talked to Roquan about that a little bit yesterday too um, in terms of what this locker room brings and he you know he gave credit to the guys upstairs you know the front office because he said that they're not just getting guys who are good football players but they're actually good human beings as well you know guys who are unselfish selfish guys uh, selfless guys that just want to see everybody succeed and you can definitely feel those vibes in the locker room because he said nobody really cares who gets the credit for things. And he's like, that's pretty evident. And when you look at who gets the sacks, you know, it's just like whoever it's so spread out. It's not always like one particular guy. And he just says that they all are really together and wanting each other to succeed. Who else did you interview yesterday? If you got any little tidbits. And I guess, well, it's just Roquan and John, uh, John Simpson yesterday. But, um, yeah, the one thing I talked to Roquan about is, you know, Mark Andrews has said before about Roquan Smith that he must watch so much film because he's a guy, he's obviously wears a green dot for a reason, but he's out there and he can just, you know, pre- like know what offense is about to happen, like, you know, based on just what he sees right off the bat. And so I asked Roquan about that a little bit. And he said, you know, offenses – and honestly, human beings are just creatures of habit. So he's like, when you look at it, he gave credit to the coaching staff, of course, Mike McDonald and Zach Orr. But he said they've really just broken things down and made it easy and simple to understand. So he's like, as long as you have your eyes in the right location, he's like, I, I can tell what is about to happen. So he said, but he gave, you know, credit to everybody else around him. He said this, he's just a product of what's going on here and his film watching. And he's like, you know, he's like credit to everybody else on the team for being on the same page at all times. And you can see that. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the wired episode um, that the Ravens put out last night. 
um, where Patrick Queen was mic'd up. And you could definitely tell, like, you know, when the shifts are happening, when the changes are happening, like, on the defense, you can tell that they're communicating right away. They're they're talking to each other so much more, I think, this year than I saw them last year. So I think that that has, you know, it goes back to communication. And earlier in the preseason at the stadium practice, I had talked to Kyle Hamilton and Patrick Queen about that, and they said that communication on this team, for, at least for Patrick, has been the best since he's been here. Melissa Kim, our colleague here on 105.7 The Fan. You can hear her Sundays. Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, the post-game show. But Melissa, tell our listeners what happens on Friday nights here on The Fan. Uh, you can listen to Game Day Flashdown on Friday nights. That's from 7 to 9. You'll hear uh, one-on-ones, obviously, with the aforementioned human beings, as well as some others that we will be getting today and tomorrow. Melissa, appreciate the time, as always. Talk to you Sunday morning. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. There's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, reset the program for you. If you're on the phones, hang tight. We'll get you when we return. Going to hear from Lamar and Harbaugh. We're going to hear from Dan Campbell, coach of the Lions. We've got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio at 1.30. Real and fantasy football coming your way there. Orioles have three nominees for a gold glove, but no Cedric, no Gunner. Who got hosed if either one of them did? What are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Haney. McUltra. Vinny and Haney. 105.7. The Fan. Our request Thursday, little Michael Jackson, chosen by you, the people. Get your votes in featured artist Friday. That reveal coming up in about an hour. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, NFL lunch coming up top of the hour. Looks like Jacksonville might be getting some good news in regards to Trevor Lawrence. We'll elaborate on that. Got the schedule. I'm going to break that one down coming up later in the one o'clock hour. Then Mike Harmon. We'll be joining us from Fox Sports Radio. Talk real and fantasy football with him. Before we get to Lamar Jackson a little bit more, let's get out to the phones. 410-583-1057 is the number. Let's get Samaj in West Baltimore. Samaj, thanks for holding. What's happening? What's going on, Big Bob Haney? How What's going doing? on, Coach? Not much. Rolling Nolan. All right, fellas. I, as I ran it by uh, Rolling Nolan a little while ago, um, in between all that time, this whole thing um, – with coming out of Lamar about potential uh, lack of adjusting going on. I'm with you, Vinny. It's kind of like an old way to sugarcoat that. He is kind of throwing a coaching staff under the bus, even though he's probably just keeping it 100% real in his mind. When you put that out there publicly, it is what it is. But it's concerning for me. Uh, Bob, you know, uh, Coach, while you out of San Fran, you know, I had a long 12-year ride with the Bergen Gold. And um, in my mind, Joe Gibbs will always be up there in the higher echelon of coaching in the NFL. Yep. He's always going to be on that Mount Rushmore. Yep. Three, three different quarterbacks, three different chips. And primarily, the main reason for that was because him and his staff, Pettibone and the rest of them guys, they were the best at making halftime adjustments. I mean, that was their forte. And, you know, maybe it, Gibbs gets too much credit. Maybe it was the collective. I don't know, but... I know Gibbs and Betty Bone would bounce stuff off of each other during halftime when they would make adjustments. And I don't know if Harbaugh has his coordinators doing that, uh, but maybe it might be something they need to think about because that, that's, that's, to me, that's a huge thing. And to me, the teams that consistently compete for Super Bowl t- championships are teams that consistently make great halftime adjustments. And so we, if we're not doing that, 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 that doesn't bode well for the season and over the long term, while however long Monk is here. 
But anyway, my, my real purpose for the call was, and oh, excuse me, and so Vinny, please, you, you know, you the coach, you got a gazillion years of, of, of coaching eye and expertise. Keep a lookout, keep a lookout on that. I'm, I'm just really kind of like getting into the football flow as far as like on an analytical type, type of thing, mm-hmm. really analyzing the games as they go. Right. So I hadn't really locked into that yet. But uh, over the next, you know, months or so, take a look at that. See if there's any, any, any legitimacy to what Lamar's saying. Because if that's true, that's a problem. But uh, my real question, though, guys, is what the hell is going on with the lack of use and likely? With our issues in the receiving room, why isn't Munkin getting likely more bump? It's not like the kid's not producing. He's just not getting any opportunities. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. All right. Thank you so much. You talk about lack of opportunities. He has four, uh, four targets this year. Four. And let me make sure I'm reading this right because my eyes aren't so good. Six <laughs> games, four targets, three catches for 32 yards. And one drop, which will cost him the game against Indy. Yeah. But we, I think we brought it up yesterday, Vinny. This was a year with all these new weapons. Maybe we were getting a little too optimistic. But he flashed like a guy that was going to be an impact sort of receiver to some level. Now he's like the afterthought guy. You yeah. think Bateman's body language was bad. I mean, how's likely feeling at this time? Yeah, that's 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 kind of strange. You know, I mean they, they do put out a lot of wide receivers, you know, so maybe Aguilar is kind of like uh, what is likely spot because Andrews is out there all the time and maybe they prefer to have wide receiver instead of tight end. And when likely comes in you know, I mean, he's got to be a receiver because he's not a blocker at all. That's that's the negative. I mean, they put Charlie Kohler on the line, you know, last game. But, I mean, that's a joke because he's not going to block anybody either. So, Isaiah likely. Uh, rather quiet. Oh, no, no doubt. Rather quiet second season here. But let's get back to Lamar Jackson on this total request Thursday. Lions coming to town seventh in total defense. Number one against the rush. Lamar, what about that Lions D? Well, two years ago when we played them, they was pretty good as well on defense. They held us to, I believe, 17 points. It was a good team there. You know, they got a couple new guys and stuff like that. But, you know, we got to go into MNT Bank Stadium ready. You know, it's going to be a, a great game, I believe. You know, great defense, great offense they have over there as well. We just got to be prepared, be ready. That's when Tuck won it, right, with the 66-yard yeah. kick? They need a fourth and 19 or something crazy like that to even get in field goal range. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Was those on the receiving end. And that was the day where Marquise Brown had a horrible time holding on to the football. First half, he was dropping everything yeah. thrown at him. Yeah. So, I I, th- I think the Ravens – I think the Ravens are going to score a bunch of points Sunday. I, I just do. And I think Lamar's going to have a big game throwing it. And I think they're going to have opportunities to make some plays because I think he's going to have some time to throw. Over under 42, as we've discussed, and I'm picking the over. Yeah. We'll do our picks for the game tomorrow, of course. But unless both teams just play this stellar defense and you know the wind is such that they can't throw the ball, I don't see it. I see I'll more say, of a shootout. Yeah, right? I see some uh, I see some fun stuff happening offensively. But getting back to, as we talked about, the, the offensive decline <clears throat> during the course of the game, offensive effectiveness, first quarter, mm-hmm. Ravens among the best. Second quarter, they're still good. Third quarter, you're going, okay, what's going on? And then by the fourth quarter, they're one of the worst teams in football offensively. Yeah. And to me, you got to fix, fix that. You know, uh, I mean, that, that can't happen because – 
Most games in the National Football League, Bob, they're one win. Fourth quarter. Or in the trenches. Right, Nolan? It's one in the trenches. There's a cliche for you. We need those cliches. It's hot out there. We got to get him at the line of scrimmage. Coordinators talk today. We'll get some more today. <laughs> Munkin's not a big cliche guy. Well, no one can match uh, G-Row. Oh, G-Row was yeah. cliche king. Now, Jeffrey Simmons and Odell Beckham Jr. That became kind of a, uh, I don't know, the side fun to the game itself as they had a scuffle during the game. And according to Marlon Humphrey, had one after the game as yeah. well. But here's Odell Beckham Jr. explaining exactly what happened there. Hey, we talk out of, on the field like that's cool. But I just seen him personally. He's chasing down the play. He's tired. I watched him look at the play and look at his legs and try and like dive on it. And I just didn't like that. You know, and I'm protecting him. This is my guy. Like, this is my little bro. Love him to death. Like, I'm going to always have his back, period. And if that leads me into trouble, it is what it is. But I just didn't like that. I totally agree. I mean, I saw the exact same thing when it happened because I'm like, what the hell is he doing, Simmons? Diving at the back of his knees. You know, but then Odell didn't say the part that he kind of need Simmons. That That's what Simmons got the, the punch type, you know. Mm-hmm reaction where Odell I'm guessing that uh, the punch wasn't that as hard as it looked let's say that Bob there was a lot of acting right and they got a 15 yard penalty which, which was led, big yeah led to a Zay Flowers touchdown as a matter of fact but Linderbaum was in there too yeah he wasn't messing around I mean uh, they saw what happened and Jeffrey Simmons is a respected player and the Ravens identified him as probably the best player for them defensively but you know, there's lines that shouldn't be crossed. And as you just heard Odell Beckham say, he crossed the line there. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Bob, you know, listening to the McAfee show yesterday, because he said that um, Pat had talked to Vrabel, you know, when they were at the golf tournament out in Tahoe, you know, and they were talking about tough guys and everything. And he says, you know, you feel like, still feel like you could beat up all your players on your team, you know, in a fight. He says, I wouldn't mess with Simmons that he said there's one guy I wouldn't mess with and that's Simmons that's who Odell was dealing with it's video handy 1057 the fan when we come back NFL lunch going to hear from Dan Campbell going to hear from Jadavian Clowney stay tuned for that we'll look at the week seven NFL slate which starts tonight as you can hear the game Jacksonville at New Orleans Trevor Lawrence trending towards playing it's not absolute yet but it looks like he's going to give it a run for sure. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, SwollenDome.com. I want your flex. We'll talk real and fantasy football with him. And then another funhouse trip with Nolan McGraw. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.